Welcome to the Happy Mindset. Today's episode is episode number 85 and today's episode is called Walking the Creative Line. So today's episode is all about creativity and mental health. So I just want to share some things that I've learned over the years to to continue to be creative but to do it in a more grounded way where I'm aware of the effect that creativity can have on my mental health. Yeah, so I can just move forward in a way where I'm enjoying the process and I'm not getting lost in my own world as well. Because that is the thing with creativity, is it's very easy to get lost in your own world of creativity and absorbed in your own world of creativity because the nature of creativity is that you're creating you're creating your world, you're creating content, you're creating things that matter to you, and over time you start to see that play out that you do have an effect on the world you have an effect on your world which is the world pretty much that wasn't something that i i i was aware of before i wasn't aware of the fact that the world that i'm living in is the world so it's it's actually quite simple to change the world because you're just changing your own world and the world changes with it i'd love to have had that simplistic point of view before but that's a that's a game changer when it comes to creativity and when it comes to creating your life so with the mental health I learned it from experience that there is a very fine line when you're creating between creating something that has impact, gets people thinking that they like it, and actually losing yourself in it, crossing the line more towards uh, going a bit crazy. So a few things I want to share today that helped me to keep grounded and keep on the, the right path for me. I'm more aware today of the importance of physically taking care of myself so I'll drink water every day I've made that a habit and I eat as well I eat uh, I prioritize my eating that I'm actually getting enough food every day as well uh, there were two things that I, I kind of had had lapsed when I went into a really creative mode years back I, they were, they were, it sounds very obvious but with creativity especially if it's something that is very new to you that you're having a new experience and you're starting to see that this this is a quite a powerful thing you can get lost in that and what usually happens well for me it was that when you're being creative you're you're pretty much taking the thoughts in your head the ideas in your head and creating something from that so when you notice that you're doing that you'll tend to fixate on the thoughts. That was my problem. I didn't have a distance from the thoughts and the thoughts consumed me. It was like, I'd have a good thought and I'd be like, I need to write this down, I need to write this down. So I was waking up at random hours of the night and writing stuff down. I didn't even, I wasn't fully aware of myself doing that. I was just so absorbed in the process of doing that. So today, I still notice that tendency in my mind because I create pretty much every day I'm either writing a blog post or I'm doing a podcast or I'm I'm doing something creative that I still notice that tendency when a good idea comes into my mind or something that I think is a good idea or a good thought I have that tendency to try and latch onto it and to think about it on, so that it could be in the gym it could be in a swimming pool or something like that and I'll try and I just notice my mind trying to think about it and, and expand on it so that I don't forget it I realized in recent years that that's not a healthy approach to creativity so what tends to happen is that you start fixating on the thoughts and the thoughts actually, you pretty much give away your power 
to the thoughts. So they become more important than yourself. And that's how you can start losing your sense of self in the process. So what I do today, it's very, very simple. It's still, still, it takes a bit of work to disengage from that, to first become aware that that's what's happening and then to disengage from it. How I disengage from it, I don't always, I'm not always successful in this attempt. See, when I notice it, it could go on for another bit of time, like maybe a few more minutes or whatever. But that before would have went on, that would have been a, a habit that I had for like, I'd be thinking about it and I wouldn't let that rest in my mind until I got it to the piece of paper and wrote it down. So that's not a healthy habit to get into. What helps me is that when I notice myself doing that, I focus on my breath and my breathing. That helps to center me and to ground me. So I'm, I'm able to start pulling away from that attachment to these thoughts. It's good to have that perspective that like thoughts come and goes. Like you're not special. You're not unique. These thoughts come into a lot of people's minds. Like the, the thoughts that come into my head on a daily basis are, uh, are often a product of what I'm surrounding myself with every day. So it's actually more important to be intentional about the books you read, the people you're around, uh, the background stuff in your environment, like what's actually on the background in your environment, because that starts priming your mind as well. That's your environment. So if you actually focus on gradually change your environment and the quality of thoughts and the different things you're thinking about will change over time with that. So that's a better approach than trying to latch on to thoughts because you think you've got the be- next best idea and this is going to have a great impact. Because for me, that mental health-wise, that is not a good approach. It leads to a lot of overthinking. It leads to a lot of... It just doesn't feel good. Like when you've got a thought in your head and you're focusing on it and you, you don't want to leave it go, there's a lot of tension there in your body and your mind and it's not a, it's not healthy. And if you do that over a sustained period of time, it's not sustainable either. So that little habit alone will actually make the creative process not enjoyable. So the way I've approached the creative process is that I've incrementally built in it. So with this podcast, I started off with two episodes a month. When I felt comfortable enough with that, I think it was about maybe nearly a year in. I think the first six episodes I published straight away because I had done them in advance. But after that, it was like two episodes a month. After about nine months to a year, I decided I'll go to four episodes a month. And then it's been nine months since I did that. So I, this month I decided uh, let's experiment with six episodes a month and see how that goes. So I'm gradually pushing my comfort zone because I just started feeling the last couple of weeks that I'm just waiting around for something that it just feels like I'm not pushing myself in a good way, as in the the growth. So I'm not going from zero episodes to six episodes all at once. I realize how that's not a great strategy. That can be very overwhelming, and it, chances are you'll fail at that, and you won't actually enjoy the process. What I've done is like incrementally increase it, and so I'm just I'm it's deliberate practice. I'm just hitting the level where I'm I'm. It's a, it's a bit difficult for me. But it's not too difficult that, that it's too overwhelming. And I'll find that out too from doing it as well. If, if I do find this too overwhelming, I'll go back to it. But what it helps me with too is that it brings up the self-doubts in my mind. It brings up the different things that are actually holding me back. So it gives me that opportunity to face them. And I found the best way to face them is to lean into them, feel them, feel don't be afraid of them. And you do that through action and it, 
by doing that enough times, you start seeing that that's a good approach to doing these things. So again, it comes back to being physically fit to do this. Like if you're not physically minding yourself, there's a good chance that like things won't work out exactly how you want them to work out or you won't actually enjoy the process. And then the other thing is to, for me, breathing, meditation as well. Meditation helps me to create the space between the thoughts as well. So that's where the fine line is. I didn't know there was a fine line until I actually realized that it exists in reality when I when I had my own mental health difficulties, when I was doing the creative process, I was creating my first blog for the first time and I was language hacking, so it was very new to me, a lot of information, I was very excited. But I didn't have a grounding in my emotions, so that's why I talk a lot on this podcast about emotions and mental health because I realized that what I want to do for you is to encourage you to be creative. Because another thing I want to get across is that it's not like not being creative will save you from mental health issues. Because when I wasn't being creative, when I wasn't consistently being creative each day and engaging my imagination that way, I just had a numbness to myself. I And I felt like, who is actually living my life? Because a lot of the decisions I was making, a lot of the things I was, like, a lot of the ways I was looking at the world and viewing myself wasn't really coming from me. It was influenced an awful lot by the environment, culture, friends groups, family. And it was only when I started stepping out and embracing creativity that I started peeling back the layers of like, what do I actually believe about myself and how do I want to have my days? And yeah, and I guess the other side, the creativity, another potential mental health obstacle is that the nature of creativity is that you're not really like anybody who's really being creative like uh they're 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 doing creative work it's going to be their unique thoughts that are connecting things together so in order to do that you can't be like a group thinker you can't be this person walking around just a belief system unconscious to what they're believing what they're looking at in the world because you'll just be another another robot pretty much it's not going to be anything new or anything a little bit unique or quirky the quirks and the uniqueness comes from finding out what you believe finding out what you want to create and embracing as well the imperfections you have and looking at things in different ways and being human and dealing with these emotions like there is no getting around feelings of frustration, overwhelm, anger in the creative process because that's what actually goes into it. So for my book, if I didn't have those more harder, difficult to deal with emotions, my book would lack that, would lack a lot of depth. There wouldn't be much depth to it. It would just be shallow surface level, wishful thinking. But because I've had to look at the emotions, take on board the emotions that I've had a lot of difficulty dealing with because I wasn't taught this as a child. I think a lot of people probably weren't taught this as children. How do you actually feel and process in a healthy way the vast range of human emotions that we deal with on a day-to-day basis? I didn't get any, I didn't have much of an understanding of that. I wasn't grounded in that. And that's vitally important as a creative person. Without that, you can start living in your head a lot and that isn't good for your mental health. What's good for your mental health is to be able to express yourself, be in your body, feel all the emotions in a healthy way, process them, and that's where interesting work will come about from doing that. 
So that's what I wanted to talk about today. I wanted to highlight the importance of mental health, of being aware of the effects creativity can have on your mental health, both good and bad, and how to manage that, how to regulate that. That's And just sharing some of the things that, that I've been learning. So a large part of my process has been understanding the emotions and psychology to myself because I know that for the long term, I need to have a better understanding of my emotions, what makes me tick, and just as well, another point I want to uh, read or to to mention is that it's important to be around people that have similar ambitions to you or are just generally ambitious. When it comes to like this idea, if you if you're in personal development, you'll you'll probably hear about toxic people and stuff like that. I don't necessarily think that that's a good thing to think of people as toxic people. But what I would say is that to have some people in your life that are also being creative, that ideally people in their life that are willing to be vulnerable, that are so they can understand your process, so they can actually understand what you're going through, and they're encouraging to move forward. But they're also they're also providing you feedback because you trust them, and like if you're coming across okay in your own mental health, like are you do you seem grounded, you seem okay like the reason i'm saying that it's good to have creative people or people who are ambitious is because if you're getting advice from somebody who's not brave enough to actually go out there and live their life and put their ideas out there and be creative and all that kind of stuff then you're going to take on board their fears and doubts and then you're going to start overguessing yourself and you're going to start resenting that person too because you're only trying to put doubts in your mind but if you have somebody in your life who you respect because they're also being vulnerable enough to actually do something they want to do and chase their dreams and make things become a reality, and they're also grounded, you can be, like, friends, pretty much. So I've got friends in my life who are computer programmers who are very ambitious, very good at their craft. I learn a lot from being around them, and I respect their opinions and point of views as well. So it's it's good to have those people in your life. I wouldn't recommend cutting off anybody and stuff, I think. You can get on with lots of different people, but also be aware of the types of people in your environment. What I've gotten better at over time is reading people. I didn't really have much of, well, I wasn't awful, but I wasn't the best at reading people before because I guess I was living in my head a lot and I wouldn't have noticed their feedback. So I don't necessarily even need somebody to say that I am not myself or I'm a bit kind of carried away with something. I'll get it from... The feeling I get from them, from looking at them, whether I'm kind of not coming across in a good way or not to them. And that helps me to regulate myself a bit better as well. That's another t- aspect of of the emotional awareness that can help you as a creative person to move forward. Because when you are putting work out there that's quite personal and you're wanting to have your own unique impact, then emotions and stuff are something you can't avoid i wish i could avoid them i wish i never had to learn about these emotions and stuff but it's very important that's why i'm talking about it today for your mental health and for being able to express yourself and be yourself that's what they're important things and that's why what i encourage you to explore so that's today's episode i hope it's been of value and uh, thanks for listening and i will see you on the next episode